Welcome to Guarding Talk back on to when you are FM for a Monday afternoon. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp. How are you this afternoon, Judy? I'm very well, Greg, and yourself. Mate, very, very excited for the week, actually. Oh, excellent. Well, it's a sunny day, but for the moment. For the moment, <laughs> for the moment. It's, there's a lot of grey out there, Greg. Yeah, okay, yeah. We might have a bit of rain a bit later, but what have you got for us today? Oh, uh, lots of different things. How yep. many weeks to Christmas? Four. Ooh, Three. Gardeners, gardeners. Oh, you're running late this year. <laughs> ah, we need to talk to them about planting their colour for Christmas and yep. a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. yeah? A lot yes. of different sorts of colours? or Oh, no. You only use red and white for Christmas. That doesn't sound overly cheerful, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's what everyone looks for at Christmas time. That's why they buy those red poinsettias. True. I suppose they're the Christmas colours, aren't they? Red yeah, and green. they are. Yeah, yeah. And we've got Paula from Warrabrook, and Paul's got a question about kangaroo paws. Hello, afternoon. <laughs> Hello, afternoon. <laughs> Hello, afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul. I need to get my thinking cap on. Hello. Hello Paul. Hello, Judy. Yes, yes, that's definitely me. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I'm just calling. I'm, uh, I put in some kangaroo paws earlier this year at the um, uh, about the middle of winter, and they're all doing great guns. They're, um, they're probably up to my head high, and they're all flowering beautifully. And I'm just wondering, um, will they last for a Christmas display? They're just starting to fade a little bit. I'm wondering, do I cut them down to the ground and they'll sprout up in time for Christmas? Or no, just leave them there? And No, look, I'd be inclined to leave them there. We were just discussing how many weeks to Christmas. It's only about four we think yeah, four, 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 give oh, or take. Okay, so yes, not enough time. Not enough time. No, I'd be inclined to just deadhead them, Paul. Any that are finished, and okay. that might just encourage the other ones to come on and look good. Okay, and so what in the new year? Yes, um, cut yeah. them down, and I'll get another flush. Yes, you will. But tell me, are um, they red? I've got red. I've got orange. I've got yellow. Um, a lime green. Oh, you've got, got quite a show. But I haven't got any wife. Right. No, that's quite a display. We were just talking about planting for Christmas. I think right. everyone's left it a bit late this year. <laughs> Probably oh, the weather okay. and... Yeah, so... Um, yeah, no, I, um, I put in some Corazima last year, hoping that they would flower in time for Christmas, but I missed the boat. But um, the Corazima were out earlier, of course, but yes, they, were, yeah. uh, they were lovely with the... Um, pink and orange pea flowers, yeah. Yeah, well, I think if you just deadhead them, any yep. that are looking really scrappy. Okay. And, um, you know, do you use any kind of fertiliser on them that's okay for natives? I use blood and bone only. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Maybe yeah. as you're doing your deadheading, just give them a, a light dose of blood and bone. Yeah, they're, um, they're always dry because they're planted in front of a marae hedge, so... I don't know if the dryness has um, um, made them flower better this this time around, but yeah, I've grown them previously at another place, but um, they've never looked so good as they have this year. Yeah, although it is surprising, often on we are getting a fair bit of rain, and natives don't require that much, so mm. uh, you know that could be the answer. That uh, of course 
surely the Moraya Hedge would be sucking out all the water, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got to water the bed at least once a week, yeah. Yeah, once a week. You're doing very well. I've been, <laughs> I've been doing mine every day till we started getting this rain, so you've, oh, you, wow. you've done okay. very well. And I've just been putting cocoa peat down as a mulch. Um, that seems to be keeping a little bit of moisture in the soil, but like you say, the marae is just sucking it all up. Yes, yeah. So, okay, all well, right. You know what I use on my garden? I'm very prone to the sugarcane mulch. All right, okay. And, you know, it goes a long way. You buy a bale... And right. it seems expensive, but when you break the bale open, there's so much in there. Okay. Oh, well, I'll give that a try too. Okay. okay. Thank you, Paul. Oh, fantastic. Merry Christmas and I'll speak to you in the new year. Merry Christmas <laughs> to you too. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. So we've got Melissa from Dudley and she's trying to strike a camellia bush. Oh, good afternoon, Melissa. Hi, Judy. So it's a very old um, japonica. Right, right. And I've, I've had two goes at it, and I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And so you're trying to strike it. You, is it dying, or you just want to... Um, no, no. So you want this, more. This was at Nana's house, and so Nana's gone, and we're sold. Mum sold the house, and um, I just want to have a bit of Nana in the garden. Oh, okay, dear. Now tell me, has it finished flowering completely? Because japonicas are the last one to flower. Um, well, I've I've been out to the house twice, and last time it, the first time it had a lot of flowers, and that didn't work. And the second time it, oh, I think there was still some buds, but yeah. Well, see, really. you really need uh, for the new growth to start coming after the flowers. Yeah. So, so I did, I did, I had all the new growth. Right, My right. My cousin, she's been trying as well. Yeah, and um, uh, did you buy some Rutex? Yep. Good, okay. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, uh, how did you do it? You just tip, tip the Rutex in a little bit of water, tip the camellia in a little bit of water with a Rutex? Yep, and then just um, made a little hole with my finger and I've just got some little seedling cups. Right, so put them in there and I just got a, a loose potting mix because I was told a loose potting mix for striking. Right. Um, the only thing I didn't do, Judy, was cover them, like make a little greenhouse. Should I do that? Well, we have had very unusual weather, haven't we? Up and down, hot yeah. and cold, a, a lot yeah. of rain. I don't think it would hurt to do that. You've got okay. them in pots, have you? Well, like just the little seedling trays. I bought some Christmas. I've got a nice shower of red and white. <laughs> um, <laughs> good so girl, good use, girl. I just use those because they're quite a big seedling cup and I thought, well, they'd be perfect. Yes, so yes. Try, I've, I've put eight, eight cuttings. I've done this twice and out of 16, I've nothing. <laughs> so tell me, are you able to go out there? I mean, the house is sold, as you said. Are you yeah, well, I, have, I, think I've, I think I've just got this week left, so I, so I thought I'll give you a call because I want to give it one last shot. Yeah, well, definitely it should be making new growth now. Yes, so, yeah, it definitely would yeah, be. Yeah, and that okay. might be a lot, your last try, So, but you're doing everything else right, Melissa. So should I try a little 
like maybe a, a cut milk carton over the top to make like a little greenhouse? Or... You could, you could. That was the only thing I was was thinking, and because um, I have striked other things from Nana's garden, and they've all worked really well, but. Yeah, well, camellias shouldn't be that difficult. Uh, no, well, no. it would be. The tree's probably 70 years old. Yeah, well, it might be giving you the message it doesn't want its life prolonged, maybe. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, look, I'd I'd go out now uh, and see yeah. if you can get... I mean, as long as you can cut as much growth off as you like, but, you know, yeah. you need that top growth. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, okay, I'll give it another go. Yeah, <laughs> let us know how you go. Thanks, Judy. Have a good day. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye. We've got Robin now from Williamtown, and she's got white hydrangeas, but the flowers are turning pink, pink but she wants them to be white. Ah, uh, hello, Robin. They're very naughty, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, darling, that can be just as an event of the weather. Uh, right. They do sometimes go pink, but they they aren't strong pink, are they? No, it's a very, very soft, almost a mauvey pink. Yes, yeah. And that just happens when the weather's up and down, like a yo-yo. Right. Mm. Oh, I know that you can colour the, the flowers of the hydrangea to get blue or purple or whatever. And I just thought there might have been something that could be used to bring it back to white. No, because white right. shouldn't change colour. Right, okay. So, but right. I have noticed uh, over the years of my um, gardening experience that uh, every now and then one will turn slightly pink. Right. Okay, well, we'll cross the fingers for next year. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, but no, there isn't anything you can do to the soil. Um, okay. It's just, a, I think you'll find at the moment it's been the weather this year. Thank you so much, Judy. I'm sorry I can't help you any more than that, but there's no miracle I can offer you at all. No, that's all. Just put my mind to rest anyway. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, Robin. It's Gardening Talkback on 2 and you are FM, 49216216. We've got Ross from Tanilba Bay, and he's got a dwarf mandarin tree planted about six months ago, although that foliage just seems to be a bit discoloured at the moment. Oh, Ross, I hope I can help you with this. Um... The foliage is discolouring. Is it going yellow? No, it seems to be going a whitish. You could say a, a light yellow. Right. And so, have you got it in a pot or in the ground? No, it's in the ground. Right. And, and there for months it was seemed to be thriving, but lately it just seems to be suffering from something. Whether okay. it's lack of fertiliser or I can't say it's the lack of water. And you haven't seen any of the little stink bugs on it, have you? No, I haven't noticed any. Yeah, because, of course, they suck the sap out. Um, look, I think I'd be inclined to, um, uh, if you can purchase some sudden impact for roses. Yeah, I've got some of that in the shed for me, roses. Oh, very good. Well, give it a feed up with that. Mm-hmm. Definitely feed up with a sudden impact for roses. Yeah. And um, if you're worried, send us a photo in of the leaves um, and uh, turn over the back and make sure you haven't got any mealy bug on them. Yeah. Or no scale. Yeah. 
uh, scales always a bit prevalent on citrus trees. So just uh, give it a good going over and make sure you haven't got anything that could be causing that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I could spray? Well, unless we can work out what the problem is, if you can't see any insects or anything, I wouldn't do that. I'd be more inclined to give it the sudden impact. Yep, no worries. Okay. Now, that, you don't touch the trunk of it with that sudden impact? Oh, no, just go back a little bit from it. Yeah, yep. it's on the drip line, basically. Yes, yes, basically. Uh, unlike citrus food, sometimes citrus food will burn them, but the sudden impact definitely doesn't. No worries at all. Thanks very much, Judy. Good luck, Ross. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And Judy, what is it, Christmas, we'll say four weeks away? Four weeks. Give or take a day? Yes, and you know the secret, Greg. Six to eight weeks before, that is when you prime the soil if you're going into the garden with cow manure. Righto. So I should have done that ages ago then. Yes, yeah. You need about eight weeks for them to come into flower if you're just buying the little seedling punnets. Uh, so if our listeners haven't done that, uh, they could still try planting them. Yep. And then after, say, about a week, just lightly throw cow manure around the surface and dig it in mm-hmm. and definitely apply flourish for flowering. Right, okay. But the other secret is you can buy big advanced ones. It depends what your pocketbook's like. Yep. And how big a space you want to fill, of course, <laughs> whereas the punnets, uh, they go a long way and oh, yeah. um, they they really give you a great show. So we are a little bit late now to um, put the little punnets in, but unless they do the flourishing and plenty of water, that will work. Uh, so... Uh, I thought also too today. Have we got have we got much time? Yeah, we got time. Yeah. Oh right, okay. Of course we do. Um, someone asked us last week about a poinciana, and he was going to send through a photo. He probably didn't get around to it. Probably be busy, yeah. So yeah, well, he was comparing a poinciana to a jacaranda. Uh, poinciana's mm. are very tropical, and they get an orangey red flower on them. And jacarandas, famously, purple. Purple. Yeah, so they're totally different. But he was going on the leaf form, uh, but uh, they will be flowering now. Uh, and they, But the problem is they do like tropical weather, but they can be grown in New South Wales, not in frost areas. So uh, plant early in a sheltered sunny spot so they adapt before the winter winds arrive. That is the secret. Right, so probably do that about now then, you'd yes. imagine. Oh, well, if they'll be in stock in nurseries. Yep. Uh, they wouldn't be in stock in nurseries in winter. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so now is the time. Now is definitely the time. Now, um, what about mangoes? Have you been buying them? Oh, I've, they're beautiful. I had one recently. They are very good at the moment. Oh, they are really, really good. But, of course, it's a wonder we haven't had any calls about uh, the black spots on their fruit or on their leaves because that's common in this area. Right here. What's the black spots? What does that do? That I'm assuming it's not good. No, it's not. No, it's a fungal disease called anthracnose. It doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't sound. Sounds like good. something <laughs> someone sent you in the post. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it does definitely. But you can beat it. You you spray them with um, copper oxychloride. Okay. Yep. And it kills them. 
not the mangoes, no, but the, 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 the black spots. Yeah, the black spots. But if you don't start treating them when you see them on the leaves and you let let it advance till it gets to the stage where it attacks the fruit, well, then you've got real problems on your hands. So just everyone go out and check your mango and see if you've got any black spot on leaves or, or coming on the fruit. Otherwise, pretty much say goodbye fruit. Yes, well, goodbye tree eventually. Oh, they, they're not happy at all when they get that anthracnose. Uh, so, you know, that's just another little job we need to do. Uh, but... it's a lot of little jobs we've got to do before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that time now. Work time, work time. So tell me, <laughs> I believe you've been uh, growing tomatoes. Yes, I have. Yeah. And they have like, the weird little things in their leaf. They're kind of curled up heaps. Yep, yep, And yep. you said leaf miner. Leaf miner. So we're going to give them a little spray because the tomatoes are only still green. They're yep. a little sweet bite, aren't they? Yep. The little ones. But, you know, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, that's the only one, only tomato that the fruit fly doesn't attack. That's very fortunate. So that, that's and I've taken that out of this show as well. If one thing I've taken out of, don't get the big tomatoes. Don't get the, get little the ones. big tomatoes. No, no. Unless you want to be, um, you know, playing around. Uh, but you can grow the big ones. Let's yep. not discount Fair that. Time. So what you've got to do with the big ones, or even with the little sweet bites, uh, you've got to um, hang um, traps in the trees, in the right, bushes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And the other thing to do is now. I hope we don't get a million questions about this. I mean, we, it won't worry me if we do, but I, every time I mention it, <laughs> uh, the listeners want to know exact quantities. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the exact measurements for the paste, isn't it? That's right. But we will say it again, will we? So yeah. you paste, paint the steak with a mix of... Mal- Malathon? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And Mal- Vegemite. And Vegemite. Oh, Greg, I needn't come anymore. Basically, don't, there's no need if you be here anymore, Judy. <laughs> so uh, we will remind the listeners that the paste is just a mixable, paintable paste. We can't give them quality uh, quantities. quantities yeah. So, you know, and a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> well, that helps. So you just pretty much mix it till it's... Yeah, till it's that. paintable. Yeah. Till it's paintable, Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter whether you have more malathon in or uh, more to, uh, Vegemite, either way, but you just need to make it uh, paintable, if that's right. a good ex- a good word to use. Yep, so kind of not overly thickish, but... Yeah, so yeah. you can use the paintbrush and paint up and down the tomato steak. Right, that yeah. sounds, doesn't sound too complicated at all. No, not at all. I think even I could do that. Oh, of course. But the other thing to do <laughs> is, if you're growing quite a few, is to hang up in there the fruit fly traps. And you can buy the refill for the fruit fly traps uh, for, for very little money. Yep. So you use the same trap all the time. And uh, I don't know whether I told you... I think you... my pop used to make his own. Oh, he could have too, just out of plastic jars or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I don't I, know what he put in them, but I remember having seen big like big jars, well, not jars, or big the plastic bottles. Yeah. He used them. Yeah, he probably put malathon in there. Right, yeah. Yep. Uh, that attracts the female fruit fly and she goes in and she's gone. Yep. But I did have a lovely gentleman last summer, uh, I don't know whether I mentioned this at the time, he came in and told me he had 350 
flies in his trap. 350? Surely it would have been overflowing. They're only babies. They're only little, the fruit flies. Yeah. But I never wanted to spoil it for him and ask him, did he? How did he count them? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine just going through little tweezers and just going one, two. Geez, you'd hate if you miscounted at the start all over again. Oh yeah. Go back to the start. But uh, he was he was dead set certain that he had three hundred and fifty fruit flies in the little trap. Surely, give or take. I reckon that's too much of a round number. <laughs> well, he was a nice gentleman, <laughs> but he was a bit elderly. Well, he, I mean, three hundred fifty-two or something, or. Could have been. Yeah, and just go, been. I'll just say 350. People. You could be listening yeah. today thinking what a silly woman she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gardening Talk back on 2 you are FM. And we've got Barry from Dora Creek. And he's got a question about empty passion fruits. Oh, hello, Barry. That's a sad one. Yes, it is. Are they, are they you know, coloured up and but empty inside? Absolutely empty. Just just. Pockets of air. I'm used to picking them a little bit on the green side and having the white uh, seeds in there. Yeah. But a, t- a total void of, uh, on a black passion fruit is, is something new to me. Oh, so I wonder if it's been lack of rain when they were setting. Were you keeping the water up to them when we were going through that dry period? Definitely. In fact, I've got quite a vigorous growth. Um, I've never seen it so so full and bountiful. Right. Okay. Well, maybe we've got to be a bit cruel and take off every second fruit. Okay. See, it might be. How do I know which fruit is the second ones? (laughs) 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 I don't want to take the good ones off. Oh, so you do have good ones on there? Oh. Well, not as yet, not as yet, no. Uh, uh, the right ones, I've, I've, of the right ones, I've had a couple with a, uh, a, a modicum of, uh, of uh, fruit in it. Right, right. Well, maybe we better not get too um, carried away here. Uh, perhaps just give them a little bit longer. Okay, but if, if they're a void, I wonder how it's ever going to produce anything. Well, it sounds like they are producing, but uh, maybe they're producing too many. So oh, the, okay. Yes, yeah, so uh, have you tried using sulphate of potash? Yes, indeed. One of my favourites for flowers and fruit. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that generally works, doesn't it? It does, and I thought that might be the reason why I've got such a wondrous growth this year. Well, that could be the case, of course, um, but... Um, you know, have you ever seen a passion fruit with absolutely nothing in it? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I think that comes from uh, lack of rain at the right time or lack of water. But it sounds okay. like you're an experienced gardener, Barry, and you've probably been watering regularly. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So um, when once they start to ripen, or I'm wondering if you should take them off before they're ripened up. And, okay. let, and let them ripen inside on the window. Okay. And that might give them a better chance. You see, they might be just hungry if you've got so many on the on the vine, like you sound like you have. Yeah. That yeah, could be half right. the problem, yeah. They might be just right. hungry. I might thin them out a bit. Yep. Yeah, that's a good okay, idea. thank you very much.
That's all right, Barry. You had all the answers yourself. You've even got sulfate <laughs> of potash, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been around a few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon only probably about 35 by the sound of you. Oh, you're a sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't go into age. It might be dangerous, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Thank you, Judy. Thank you very much. And have a lovely Christmas this year, won't you? And I hope you get full passion fruits. And I hope you have a bountiful crop yourself. Thank you, dear. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Barry. Hollow passion fruits. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yep. So you just cut them open and there's just nothing? Yeah, nothing in there. Oh, there'd be a few seeds. But oh, okay, yeah. yeah so that's but not, no, it's not hollow. It's, yeah, it's not the flesh. Yeah. And it sounds like he was getting um, some did have the flesh in them. Right. It's Gardening Talkback on 2 and you are FM. It's time for one more call. We've got Rocky from Largs and he's got a choco plant where his leaves keep curling up. Oh, goodness gracious me. Yes, it's terrible. It is. I like me choco pickles. I hope I get some fruit. But I know the bees are a bit short this year. The new one, hopefully, will be right. And so they're actually yeah. curling up. Yeah, the outside edges all the way around. Right. Okay. Um, Can you see any insects on them? Well, no. Um, but I'm pretty blind these days. But no, I, I, I can't really. I tell you what, I did do the other day. I just got some washing water and sprayed over it to see whether that did anything. But um, so. Uh, yeah, there's, no, there doesn't seem to be any insects um, on it at all. Because they're uh, so easy to grow, aren't they? Well, this one's, like last year, it sort of grew halfway over my water tank and I probably got 200 chocos easy off it. Um, and, yeah, this year it just looks a bit funny. Um, yeah. But, uh, tell me what you've got in the cupboard, any sprays. Well, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got about running. a minute. <laughs> I'm just running. I'm running back to the cupboard. Um, spray, right. Have you got any? Have... But I just heard you on the radio and I thought, oh, I'll give it a quick ring. <laughs> there's something we could do. Have you got uh, any malathon? No, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't. I think there's only a bit of that um, oh, the stuff, stuff, stuff you sprinkle on the tomatoes. Uh, that's about all. What did you say it was? Oh, no, here it is. It's Mal- Malathon. Yeah, Malathon Garden Spray. Okay, that's what we're needing. Okay, so you put that, mix that up, put it in a spray bottle and spray that on. Spray around the leaves, yep. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. That's all right. Good luck I with it, Rocky. And you too, darling. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.